0: Welcome to Rayma for Today Radio.
1: And my grandmother said, well, Dr. C, she said, uh, the earlier in the morning you can get there, the better. Now, his mother usually gives him a bath. I was that helpless at 16 years of age at this time when this happened. About 8 o'clock in the morning. And if you could get there around 8 o'clock, 8 to 8.30, said, he seems to be alert. But after 10 o'clock in the morning, he'll just lay there the rest of the day just like he's in a stupor. And, and it's hard to get his attention. And he might not know that you even came to see him. Well, he said, I can get there just, just a matter around the corner and down that street. Wow. I, I can get there by
0: 8.30. You're listening to Rema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen. Today we continue the series God's Medicine by Kenneth E. Hagen. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching right now. Here's Kenneth E. Hagin's classic message.
1: And here Jesus said, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that you receive them and ye shall have them. And I want to tell you it was like somebody turned a light on in my room. I didn't know then that the Bible said the entrance of his words give a light or I'd have known what it was. I didn't know then that the psalmist said, Thy word is a light unto my path and a lamp unto my feet. But I'll tell you, without knowing the word, I had the experience. You don't know how dark it can be. I mean, even in the daytime. And the sun shining brightly on the outside. You don't know how dark it can be shut in between four walls looking at the ceiling all the time practically with no hope, no hope, no hope. And I'll tell you, when I read that verse of scripture, just like somebody turned a light on in the dark, that whole room seemed to me to be lighter, and on the inside to me there seemed to be light. And I thought, thank God, I never memorized that scripture. I read that one time, brother. I didn't even read it twice. I've never forgotten it from that day to this. It just sort of branded itself on my heart like a you'd brand a calf with a branding iron. But I want to tell you that old devil's a mean devil. Amen. The minute that light came, I remember here he came. And of course, I didn't know then it was the devil. I didn't have enough spiritual discernment about me to know. But here something from without came. The suggestion, the thought came to my mind. I know now it was the devil. Something said, now that doesn't mean what things soever you desire spiritually or physically that just means what things soever you desire spiritually when you pray believe you've received them out went the light he put the light out just like he turned the light off in the room I'm in the dark again I believe what he said you see there's no hope I have to die then I thought I know what I'll do I know what I'll do the thought came to I know what I'll do I'll send for my pastor He'll know what that means. Isn't that strange? And really foolish that you'd have to send to ask anybody whether Jesus told the truth or not? Are you hearing me? But too many times we're there. I'll send for my pastor, and I'll be honest with you, up till that time I had great confidence in him. I I would have believed anything he told me. And so many times, friends, we're not really following God anyway. We're following men. I tell people constantly, don't you believe anything because I say it. That don't make it so. If I can't prove it by the Bible, don't you believe it. Don't you accept it. I've got no right to be putting my opinion off on you or my theory or what I think about it. I don't even have any right even to preach my convictions. I live my convictions and you live yours. You don't have any right to impose your convictions on me. I have no right to impose mine on you. Paul didn't tell Timothy, preach your convictions, he said preach the word. Yes. Amen. You preach the word. Well, I called my dear grandmother and asked her to the bedside and asked her if she'd go. Now, I'd been bedfast for months and my pastor hadn't been there. So she said she would. Well, she walked. Actually, he didn't live but about, oh, three, maybe three and a half, four blocks at the most from our house. And she walked to that parsonage and rang the doorbell and made answer of the door. And so she asked to see the pastor, Dr. C. So she was invited to the living room, and he came in, and she told him, and he remembered me because I was a faithful attendant to Sunday school and church, never missed on Sunday morning for years and so uh but it's a big church and he said well we've missed the boy didn't know what happened well he's been sitting bed fast here for these months he wants you to come to see him well now he said miss drake he said I, I can't come tomorrow it was a tuesday she went i have to go to dallas tomorrow i could come thursday at the very earliest time well she said all right thursday well now he said what time would be the best time to come and my grandmother said well dr c she said uh, the earlier in the morning you can get there, the better. Now, his mother usually gives him a bath. I was that helpless at 16 years of age at this time when this happened. About 8 o'clock in the morning. And if you could get there around 8 o'clock, 8 to 8.30, said he seems to be alert. But after 10 o'clock in the morning, he'll just lay there the rest of the day just like he's in a stupor. And it's hard to get his attention. And he might not know that you even came to see him. Well, he said, I can get there just, just a matter around the corner here and down that street. Few I, I can get there by 8.30. Well, she said, that's fine. All right, he said, you tell him I'll be there 8.30 uh, Thursday morning. But thank God he never did come. <laughs> now, somebody said, why did you say that? Now, you know a strange thing about that? That's the strangest thing that ever happened. We never even heard from him. And I stayed there a year later from the time she contacted him. I stayed there about 16 months altogether on that bed. Thank God he never did come. I say that now. Now you say, why did you say it? Well, after I did get healed and went back to the same church, he said the poor boy stayed in bed so long it affected his mind. See, I had his answer. See, I'm glad he didn't come because I believed him. And I saw what he would have told me would have been the wrong thing. I don't know whether God had too much to do with him or not, but I do know this, that he blocked him and kept him from coming because I would have believed him. Now I cried at the time. After he didn't come, well, they, they, they encouraged me and said, he'll be here and we waited a week and he didn't come. I cried about it. And so my grandma said, well I'll tell you son, she said, "now," And see, grandma belonged to one church and mama and I belonged to another. And so she said, well, I'll walk down here in the north part of town to Reverend so and so. Now he, he's a minister, a pastor, not of your church but in the same, same denomination you are and I've always had great confidence in him and I know he'll come so dear old grandma walked down there and she told him about me and I wanted to see a preacher and asked if he would come and he said he'd come and thank God he didn't come
0: <laughs>
1: well then my aunt said that her pastor would come but I didn't believe that he'd come I'll be honest with you I didn't believe that he'd come she said she had talked to him and told him that I'd wanted a preacher to come and that tried to get my pastor to come and he wouldn't come or didn't come and then another preacher of my denomination that I belonged, me and mama belonged to another church alright but he said well you tell him he remembered she said I asked him if he remembered my little nephew used to come here yes he remembered it and he'd come well she told me he said he'd come but I didn't believe it I'll be honest with you but then I decided you know I knew it. I thought my church you know only 1 was right anyhow and uh, and if those preachers didn't come well I knew nobody else would do it but one day and I thank God just let my hearing be keen that day My sight wouldn't I the devil let it be keen the devil let my hearing be keen that day because ordinarily I wouldn't have heard it but I heard somebody knock at the front door and ordinarily I couldn't hear anything that far away and then somebody went to the door and the minute I heard his voice I knew that was Dr. W and I'll be honest with you, my heart leaped within me for joy because I knew as a preacher and I thought, he'll know what that scripture means and I'll get to ask him. And bless God, I knew if it meant what I thought it did, I was coming out of there. <laughs> and so no one was allowed in the room but one at the time. The doctors wouldn't allow but one of the family in the room. I was home, bed sick, sick, in bed at home. But nobody but one at the time was allowed in the room. And so none of the family came in. They just took him to the door and opened the door and let him in, explained to him that no one was allowed in the room but one person at a time. Well, I had heard everything that was said. Ordinarily, I couldn't have heard that much and that keen, but I did. But I couldn't see him until he, I, I felt him take my hand and stoop over me, and then his, his face came into focus. And so I knew he was there. Well, I was partly paralyzed, and, and, and my throat and tongue, and I, I'd, I'd say a lot of things backwards. I can't tell you but I just would and it'd take me a long time before I could get some things out it would just take a long time my my brain didn't seem to work right and it'd take me a long time I'd have to stumble around for ten minutes before I could ask the question and I was moving my mouth and lips and tongue trying to say something and it looks terrible sometimes if you are partially paralyzed you're, you're, you're just a you know you're trying to say something and, and making a sound can't get anything out and it seemed like you're you're just nuts or something was trying to ask him i was trying to say here's what i was trying to say i was trying to say doctor and call his name it began with a w uh, get 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 that bible right there on that table and turn to mark 11 24 and read it and tell me what it means tell me if it means what it said that's what i was trying to say but i couldn't get it out i i i was just just a stuttering and, and putting out a sound and, and couldn't frame the words and before I could get anything out, he just stooped over and looked at me for a minute, and he was struggling or trying to talk. And I guess he saw the condition in and thought, well, I couldn't get through to him anyway. And so he patted my hand. He held my hand in his and patted the back of it and put on his professional voice and said, just be patient, my boy. In a few more days, it'll all be over. <laughs> I know you laugh but I can't laugh. I can't tell it yet after 30 years without crying. Oh my God. Brother, brother, he laid my hand down on my breast and left that room. You don't know how dark it was. There's no use in me to ask him. I've got my answer. He left me a sputter trying to ask him but I have my answer. If he thought there was any help for me, he'd have told me so. I thought if he knew if that verse of Scripture meant what it said, he'd have told me. He don't think there's any hope either. they have told him what the doctor would have
0: You're listening to Rema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Call now to get this month's special offer. Backed by popular demand, it's Lynette's Bargain Bag, And it features resources all about healing. The Healers in Your House Slimline Book, Seven Hindrances to Healing Mini Book, The Executing the Basics of Healing Book, all three by Ken Hagen. Plus, Keys to Scriptural Healing Slimline Book, and the book God's Word on Divine Healing and Healing Faith on CD by Kenneth E. Hagen. All for the incredible bargain price of nineteen ninety-five. Call today. Call 1 888 Faith 99.
2: You know, we're still over in Oklahoma City with yes. uh, with our church over there, and it's not video; it's live. That's right. And we are there. In you know person. Uh, what yeah. I what I've what I've done here? Because I wanted to do this, but I didn't want to do a video. And I said, "How am I going to do it?" So, I remembered that people started a Saturday night service so people could be off on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I said, "Hey, let's." do Sunday morning on Sunday night and people that work or or, or just want to have the weekend off can come Sunday night and get the same experience that you would have on Sunday morning. Or
1: like to sleep late. Or like to
2: sleep late and want to come. We're over there Express Sunday morning on Sunday That's night right. at 6 p.m.
1: 8921 Northwest Expressway.
2: In Oklahoma City. Come That's on right. out and be with us. In fact, uh, we what? just uh, the other Sunday, there were several people that said they heard it on mm-hmm. the television. That's right. So come on out and be with us.
0: Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, God's Medicine. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.